<laughs> you see me shining? It's the coconut oil, baby. Oh my God, I have no idea where to begin. I feel like this is becoming like single girl chronicles or something and I'm no relationship expert and people ask me stuff and I have my own journey that I'm going on being single and coming out of a relationship and maybe entertaining the idea of a relationship. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at in all of that. I mean, I know I'm single, but I'm just saying like I'm not in a relationship, so I can't. I always tell people who ask me, like, I can't give you solid advice, probably. <laughs> because my advice is coming from a place of, just being honest, preserving yourself and putting your, you first. For the most part, I mean, I can kind of, I can give people advice based off of, you know, what's best for them in their situation, of course. But I'm just saying. I mean, I say all that to say... There are just some things that have been grinding my freaking gears, okay? <laughs> I can't help but laugh because it's just so mind-blowing. And I don't know why I'm so surprised, but the more I have become confident in knowing myself, knowing what I want, Knowing what I will and will not tolerate, what I will and will not accept and allow. The more I'm convinced that guys don't want you when you're that way. I mean, maybe not they don't want you. Like, of course they want you. But they can't tolerate you unless you're below them in some sense or in every way. I don't know if it's an ego thing or maybe it's their own personal growth situation. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I've come across some great guys. But just in conversations that I was having with some friends, you know, going back and forth between us, like there aren't a lot of guys who are on the same or like even attempting to be on the same journey as I am or you know as we are with these friends I was having this conversation with just in your self-growth so if you meet a guy me okay if I meet a guy and I'm on this journey of self-love and I'm feeling myself and I'm being all confident and not afraid to be bold and step out into owning who I am and knowing who I am and not being afraid to shine in any arena guys be real intimidating um, it's like I'm battling my own insecurities, right? No matter how much, how far I get down, you know, into feeling me and being about me. It, I feel like everybody, you have some type of insecurities at some point. And it's just, it's just you, you don't let them control you or like, um, you don't let them shrink you. You don't let your own self-negative thoughts and thoughts bring you down, let alone nobody else's. So, if you meet a guy who's not feeling that same way or not feeling like confident or ain't or they feel like they can't match you appropriately, I swear they will do anything in their power to make you feel less than or um you know, just make it clear like they're not on the same battlefield. They're against you fighting. They're not fighting with you. Which sucks. 
Um, but you know, somebody like me, I guess in this position, it's just up to to us, male or female, whoever is in the position of learning themselves and loving themselves better to use, you know, your discernment and um, make choices with who you're with based off of, or, you know, who you're dating, uh, based off of what's best for you. Not just one particular thing, not just a connection, not just being compatible, not just the way that they look, not just one thing over the other, but just making sure that someone can meet your needs across the board. One of the, another thing that I've also learned is that your accolades, am I saying that word right? I feel like I am. If not, y'all know what I mean. Your accomplishments, things that you acquire, your talent, um, things that you are capable of, things that you have access to, uh, your beauty, all that superficial shit makes people real insecure. And I mean, I think I'm pretty. Most people think that they're attractive. Um, and it's like, a, it's like a gift and a curse. Well, and I mean that in the sense of when you're trying to find somebody that you want to date, maybe even take seriously, it's like, bruh, just because you think I'm cute don't mean everybody going to think I'm cute. I mean, nine times out of ten, they're going to think I'm cute. But that don't mean that I'm going to entertain them and talk to them like I'm talking to you, dude. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just like, damn, this is getting real wild out here. But anyway, I did want to talk about something mm, not really serious, but just something that was on my mind. It it, it stems from a uh, a meme, actually. I guess you could say that I saw like a quote. Okay, so I'm gonna read that to you. It says. Stress is directly related to sexual responsivity. A woman dealing with an imbalanced state of emotional safety and vulnerability is often unable to compartmentalize negative emotion and engage in pleasurable intercourse. If her mind is not right, it can affect her orgasm. Now, um, basically, to me, that meant, in short, if a woman's needs aren't being met outside of the bedroom and she does not feel safe and secure in probably all areas of, of her relationship with this person that she's being intimate with, um, it's going to spill over into the physical relationship, into sex. Sex becomes less pleasurable because she's thinking about all of these things that are not being done. She would like done. So she can't have an orgasm. Um, I think that this too often goes ignored. If you satisfy a woman outside of the bedroom, you will most definitely satisfy her in the bedroom. Now... Based off of what the quote was saying, of course, not all stress is caused by a partner. But if you have a partner that you develop 
uh, I guess, like coping techniques um, and you use those techniques properly, if you have a supportive partner who knows how to assist you in those times, if you have someone who cares about your health mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, it makes sexual responses far more intense. Now, this is my opinion. Your sexual interactions will feel safe and way more pleasurable. A woman will always go where she is desired. And a a woman is shown that she's desired by being pleased. I guess like you could say, like being entertained. Even if it's not physically. If you have someone stimulating you mentally and emotionally, your body will follow. I mean, I'm a woman, so I'm speaking from experience. If I'm talking to a guy and I'm engaged mentally and we have a good connection and we're developing like this emotional connection, even if it doesn't happen, I'm going to want to take it there. Even if I might be able to control my animalistic physical desires, (laughs) just being honest, the, the, I guess the want would still be there. When women don't feel stable emotionally, it creates an environment that you can't trust. The lack of trust will pour over into the physical aspect of her relationship. If you don't trust someone um, in regular day-to-day life, you definitely not going to trust them sexually when you're supposed to be vulnerable and open and uninhibited and willing to explore and all of that good stuff. Um, like, the better you treat a woman, the nicer you are to her, the more that you fulfill her needs. Whatever those needs are, every woman is different. But whatever those needs are, the more you do that, I Probably can almost guarantee you the nastier she'll be. <laughs> Whatever you might consider nasty, quote unquote. At least she'll be willing to do it. Like, oh, you want to do that? Oh, okay, sure. When? Like right now? Because I'm down. That'll probably most definitely be the, the thought process. Um, I, I do know from my own personal experience that... Um, Not having your needs met outside the bedroom is oftentimes, for me anyway, not expressed because of fear of loss. Because I'm afraid to lose the companionship, the friend. I'm afraid to lose basically the bare minimum at that point. Like, that's what it comes down to. I mean, that's what it came down to in the past. I I haven't been in a situation now. But I remember being insecure about, uh, I don't know. Finding another companion, another boyfriend, another husband, another whatever that person was. And I was just afraid to express my needs. So not only now do I not trust the person, I'm afraid, maybe not necessarily of them initially, but all of those feelings put a barrier up. And when you're having sex, that's the last place you want to have a barrier. And the loss is not necessarily because you're losing the actual person. It's just the, I mean, you're now confronted also with the, with the fact that they don't want to 
or cannot meet your needs and you need to move forward. But um, I do want to say that there is no time like the present to step into your sensuality, ladies. Um, I know for me, this is probably something that I've recently tapped into. The more, the more, uh, I guess, on a grand scheme of things, scale of being like confident and self-assured, the more I feel desirable on my own. The more I do things to make me feel desirable, like to make me, whatever makes me feel attractive, whatever makes me feel sexy, whatever makes me feel like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, popping, whatever, whatever you say. I don't know when you look in the mirror. If you do more of those things on your own and you have more of that on your own, you're not going to allow someone to come around you that doesn't make you feel as desirable. And you're going to become stronger in knowing what your needs are and voicing what those needs are. And for sure, you're going to be able to walk away. When those needs are not being met. Because not only do you not want what your needs being met. If you're with somebody and you're being intimate with them. You're like, this ain't even fun no more. Like, I can't even climax because I'm thinking about all the stuff that you ain't doing. And I don't want to deal with that. You'll be encouraged to stand up for yourself, ladies, sexually. The more likely you'll be to ensure... Uh, that you pick a partner that makes you feel safe and secure, provided, protected for, desired, lusted after, wanted outside of the bedroom. And that will definitely transfer into a better sexual experience. So <clears throat> bringing that back to what I was talking about in the beginning. If someone like myself, man or woman, meets someone who is not on their same wavelength. It's definitely going to transfer over into the bedroom and you can feel it. And there's going to be something off. Uh, But the key is, this is for ladies and gentlemen, but I mean, I'm, I'm a woman, so I'm speaking to my ladies. The key is to not have to get it to that point to realize something is off or this is not right. You don't have to have intercourse with someone to feel their deepest energies. If you pay attention and you are quiet, you will feel that same uncomfortability outside of physical intercourse. Because if you are, uh, you know, where you're supposed to be on your path journey, And you meet someone who is, you know, they faking it, which is fine. You got to start somewhere, but you can't be faking it. And I'm keeping it real. It's just not going to work. I can tell. And I'm a no. And... You know, with men, a lot of times, um, they're not having a good sexual experience. It comes from probably like a fear of being intimate. Uh, or maybe like 
the fear of like, um, I don't know, I guess you could say like commitment, I guess. And for ladies, the bad sexual experience just comes from, like I mentioned before, just not being secure and not having that trust outside of the bedroom. And they both go hand in hand and we both want everybody to be out there having healthy, happy, fulfilled sex lives. <laughs> but uh, it's very important that you pay attention to what you actually want and, actually, when, and what you actually need and find someone and communicate that with that someone. And make sure you are on the same page. And when it stops being fulfilling for you, stop engaging with them, whether it's dating, sex, whatever. There's no reason to settle and there's no reason to not have something to look forward to, especially if you, you know, make out there making dick appointments and stuff. (laughs) What's the point if you're not going to finish? Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed your time listening to the Coconut Oil Baby Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Julia E. Lips, the skincare and cosmetic line for all our extraordinary women.